You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington. I'm really, really excited. It's Friday and uh, I am excited that I have a wonderful guest here with me uh, today, joining me all the way from Atlanta. And I uh, just want to welcome Osha, Asha. <laughs> Asha, how are you doing? Just say hi to everyone before we continue with our conversation. Hi everyone, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Thank you for making the time uh, for our conversation today. Uh, we are here in the African Father in America podcast, and uh, it took a while for us to make this uh, interview possible. And uh, I just appreciate you for you know making the time, uh, and also I appreciate you for all the work that you do. For those who are meeting Osha uh, for the first time, uh, you know Osha is a is a life coach and is doing incredible work. Uh, you learn how to stay connected with her and you learn more about her work in a moment. But um, we have another African proverb. As usual, when we come here for the show, we come with an African proverb and also three nuggets of wisdom related to that proverb. So I'm going to share those nuggets and then uh, Asha is going to also share her perspective on this proverb that we have from Ethiopia. Today we are taking a virtual journey to Ethiopia and our proverb says that a loose tooth will not rest until it's pulled out. Yeah, this is very, very true. Uh, and, you know, I see I see that in, in real life, you know, uh, with my three little daughters. But I also see that uh, with situations in my own life. You know, unless you address, um, uh, you know, an event in your life, uh, nobody is going to come and fix it for you. You will have to... You love to do it yourself. And so this is a really good reminder that you must take action. A lot of the time, nobody will do something for you unless you actually get started on doing what you need to do. Um, I'll give you guys an example in a moment. Uh, but first, I want to just thank everyone who has joined us on YouTube, on TikTok, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I deeply, deeply appreciate your support and your presence. And as I said earlier, our proverb is from Ethiopia. It says, a loose tooth will not rest until it's pulled out. Here are the three nuggets of wisdom related to this uh, proverb. The first one says that address and resolve problems before they, as they escalate and cause further damage or discomfort. You know, this is, this is a lesson to myself, you know, and uh, this is a nugget to myself because uh, I'm currently producing Madaraka Festival. I'll share more information about it in a moment. But when you're producing such a massive event, you're always thinking about what what could go wrong. You know, you're always thinking of what could go wrong before you think of what could be great. You know, uh, the second nugget is uh, take proactive steps to address issues as soon as they arise. You know, uh, sometimes we see a symptom of uh you know of 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 sickness of illness of mental health uh something that indicates that you need to pay attention to yourself a little further but we don't you know until it's too late 
the third nugget of wisdom is that ensure you stay healthy happy and thriving in all areas of your life you know this is just a reminder that we should prioritize ourselves Osha, asha <laughs> asha what do you think about this this beautiful ethiopian proverb a loose tooth will not rest until it's pulled out i think that is a beautiful um, proverb and it also it actually reminds me of um the work that i do so um you know our teeth when we when we think about teeth we think about the roots as well so um you know a lot of times people want to figure out how to get to a place in their life or how to accomplish a certain goal without really addressing the root issues um so with a, a loose tooth i'm thinking of being uprooted and as far as you know the loose tooth and not being able to rest until something is done about the loose tooth the the other thing about a loose tooth is that it's not going to fall out until it's ready in most cases unless you do something to pull it out and sometimes you can pull it out too soon and um you know cause damage or have extra bleeding that wasn't necessary or you know have extra pain um and that just also reminds me to allow yourself to be on the you know divine timing as well not trying to pull things out or do things or uproot things or accomplish things before you're actually ready to do so. So I thought that was a beautiful proverb. And I thought that's interesting that you <laughs> picked a proverb from Ethiopia because I'm always asking my Ethiopians. <laughs> so that's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, yeah, that that's neat. That's, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I love also your response that sometime you need to wait for divine timing because mm -hmm um we 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 live in a world where people love to pull things people want to see results quickly you know people even this uh life of social media where people want to see likes and shares and comments which i'm actually telling people to do now <laughs> i'm pulling i'm pulling a lot of tooth right now telling people subscribe you know subscribe to my youtube channel comment down below you know, everything is set to make us, uh, you know, behave like we are always pulling tooth, you know. Uh, so I really, really appreciate your perspectives. Uh, just a quick uh, check-in with our audience members on TikTok. Thank you again for joining us. Make sure you are sharing the link to this conversation and make sure you are also double-tapping that screen uh, and liking this uh, live stream. Uh, for everyone on YouTube, make sure you're also subscribing to the channel and leaving us with your comment down below so that we know that you are paying attention to the conversation that we are having today. And also the same, whether you're watching on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, make sure you are engaging, share your comment, share the live stream uh, so that the rest of the village can also gain some of this knowledge uh, and listen to some of the stories that we are about to learn uh, about Asha. So Asha, uh, I would love for you to also take us through a journey about your own story. This is a question I ask all my guests uh, about a childhood story, maybe when you are 8 to 16, uh, something that happened around that time that when you think about it today as a life coach, um, it reminds you that this is really why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, 
when when I saw this question, I had to kind of go deep into memory lane. <laughs> and um, a couple of stories come to mind. Um, one of the stories is not necessarily about why I'm doing what I'm doing today, but it it it's helpful when it comes to like um, mindset. And so you remember back in elementary school, we used to have the field days where we have all of these competitions like races and tug of war and long jump, high jump, all of these things back when they would actually give ribbons for if you won, you know, if you won the contest, I think you got a blue ribbon. If you were second place, you got a green and then you got red if it was third place, something like that. I know nowadays they give everybody a participation ribbon. So it's not really, <laughs> they don't, you know, promote competition and teaching children how to lose sometimes. So I don't, I don't really like that, but it was different back when I was growing up. And I remember, um, because I've all, uh, this is Simon. I forgot to put my phone on do not disturb. Let me oh. do that now. So okay, I'll okay. keep getting disrupted. No problem. No problem. Do that while I just, uh, you know, thank everyone who is joining us for the show today. Uh, you know, I see a lot of comments on TikTok. I really love that. Uh, I see that Joy, Joy, hey, how are you? Uh, Joy is doing amazing work uh, in Uganda and also in Europe. You know, you, the way that you tell the African story is really beautiful. So it's a privilege that you are joining us on TikTok. Uh, make sure you are sharing the link. Make sure you are commenting so that we know that you are here with us. Uh, and also if you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, make sure you're letting us know which part of the world you're joining us for today's show. This is the African Father in America podcast, and we are doing this show every Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and um, that is 4 p.m. East African Time. Uh, what time is it in Atlanta, Asha? <laughs> uh, what time is it? <laughs> 9 so nine o'clock. <laughs> okay, so it's so it's Eastern time, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anyhow, mm -hmm. you are sharing with us a beautiful story, and then something happened. So we love to start from the beginning. And uh, for the sake of those who are just joining <laughs> us, the question I asked is okay. uh, a childhood story, and this is a question I ask all guests that join me for the African Father in America podcast because, mm -hmm. for me, I discovered that w the things that I do now, you know, the consistency that I have with this show, uh, the consistency I have with Madaraka Festival or all the events and uh, projects that I do really came from a moment when I was about eight years old when my mother gave me a bicycle and asked me to help her distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood, you know. And mm -hmm. even though this was her business, it taught me business. It taught me building relationships and building community and uh, until today, I still have some of those relationships. So I like to ask my guests this as a way of really uh, going deeper into their own journeys because uh, none of us just showed up here today. We came from somewhere, right? <laughs> That's fact. <laughs> so the story I was telling was, um, you know, being at field day in elementary school, um, having all these competitions and um I've, I've always been tall, so I was probably not too much shorter than I am now in elementary school. I'm five, nine and a half, so I probably was about five, six, who knows. Um, 
And so I would always get into the long, ju- long jump and the high jump competitions. So with the high jump, you know, they have these hurdles that are extremely tall. And so you're, you know, you're jumping over them. And every time you jump, they're going to make them higher. Um, so when I got to the highest bar, I was in my head so much that I, you know, I would run and I just couldn't get it. And I just remember literally taking off running, getting out of my head and just doing it without overthinking it, without preparing, without, you know, thinking about all the possible outcomes. And by the time I tapped back into what was going on, I had jumped over the hurdle. And it kind of reminds me of even now, like as a grown woman, I took swimming lessons a couple of years ago with my mom and I couldn't get myself to jump into the pool. It, I was just so stuck in my head. It was so scary to me. Even, you know, I'm tall and I'm scared to jump in five feet, three feet. I'm just scared to jump in. And I'm just in my head about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to hype myself up, encourage myself. And the instructor is like, I got you. I'm down here. You're going to be safe. Come on, jump in. And it wasn't until I got out of my head and stopped thinking about it and just literally did it, literally took the jump, took the leap that I was able to do it. So it reminded me of that childhood experience that, you know, sometimes it just takes for you to take action and get out of your head. Um, so that really inspired me when I when I saw the question and I started thinking of my childhood, because that is a story that I would always refer to, but I haven't thought about it in a while. So that sparked that memory. And as far as, you know, the childhood experiences that kind of correlate to what I do now, I don't really have a pinpoint story, but everything that I do now has been my gift my whole life. Like I've always been the go-to person, even as a child, I would be given advice at five and six years old and seeing the things from a certain perspective, um, listening and holding space for people, um, you know, being that safe place for others. Um, I was always into music and comedy and food and uh, dance and writing and all of these things are starting to come back up as I've been on my healing journey and and tapping into my inner child um, energy as well. So, um, yeah, everything that I do now, I can bring it back to childhood, even just being talkative and being the class clown and being funny. Like all I do is talk now. I have to talk for a living now. So, yeah, yeah, the childhood is very important. It's so important. And I feel that as we grow, as we grow up, uh, a lot of our our creativity, our joy is uh, suppressed, you know, Mm -hmm. because the education system, first of all, is a big suppressor of 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 life, you know, because it puts you in a corner and tells you that for you to survive, for you to succeed, for you to be somebody, you must do this, you know? And you see everybody around you uh, getting a four-year degree, uh, becoming this, becoming that, you know? So you feel isolated completely and you feel like, you know, uh, this is the only way. And then you take that path and realize that you are not yourself anymore and you're having poor quality of life. Even though you might have all the food you can eat, all the cars you can drive, all the houses you can live in, but you know that your body and your emotions, you're not connected to your spirit, your soul, you know. Um, 
And I feel that this now brings us to really the core of your work because as a life coach, I wish I had a life coach because a lot of the time I debate, I have a life coach in my mind and in my heart, you know, <laughs> and maybe out in nature, you know, um, sometime I go for a run, you know, uh, and that's when I, I talk to my life coach. You know? <laughs> but really, uh, what is a life coach? And also share with us like an highlight of your career as a, as a life coach. Why is this important to you? But also, why is it important for everyone or for as many people as possible to have life coaches? Okay. So a life coach is really someone that's there to support and guide you on your journey. And mostly with life coaches, we are taught in our programs to um, really focus on present and future goals. So we help people come up with actionable steps to reach their goals, help with work-life balance, help with um, just supporting them with focus and routine and all of those things. Um, but me personally, I'm a firm believer of we can't get to the future until we kind of go through the past. So with my personal practice, um, I'm not a therapist, but we do, we're going to go through a lot of, um, you know, uprooting and healing before we get to the future goals. Um, I start off with, you know, where are you now versus where you would like to be. And then we go into how did you get to where you are now? So um, with my programs and with my one-on-ones, we do a lot of inner child healing. We do shadow work. We do, um, you know, healing from past relationships and toxic relationships. And we definitely get into the accountability piece of, you know, where did you go wrong? How did you contribute to the situations and being aware of your own um, toxic traits, which a lot of people are not. <laughs> So um, I do have a certain method that I use and I don't have it in front of me, but um, it's pretty much goes over everything that I, I deal with in the programs with um, holistic wellness. So I like to incorporate the mind, body and spirit um, when it comes to what I do with my support and guidance through my programs and my one-on-one. So we're not just focused on the um, you know, what's physically in front of us. We're going to be talking about your mindset and how you're thinking, the type of ways that you're speaking to yourself. Are you, do you have negative self-talk or are you affirming yourself? Are you seeking outside validation? Or are you confident from within? Um, we're going to also go over what are you consuming? And that's not just with food. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you um, engaged with on a regular basis? And of course, what are you eating as well? And then the spiritual part, you know, I feel like spirituality is a personal thing, but a lot of people are lost and don't have a connection when it comes to their spirituality or they have certain expectations of what they think they're supposed to do when it actually doesn't even resonate with them. So helping people to, you know, find what resonates with them and be consistent with that. I love that. I love that. It's hard. Finding what resonates with you is almost like playing drums, you know. Uh, and when you're playing drums, uh, for example, the djembe drums, you have to you have to learn the patterns. You have to learn the rhythm. The rhythm has to flow with your heart and your spirit in a way that 
you it becomes effortless you know and uh, i just love uh, how you know uh, how like life coach and drumming and music and patterns it's it's really similar to me you know uh, and uh, i i feel that you know it's something that i've seen especially in in kenya where i come from originally i've seen uh, people who who do who are life coaches but they don't even know it um and so i just appreciate uh, what you're doing uh, to support other people uh and i appreciate how you are also you know doing it for yourself and um you know ensuring that what you're trying to do for others you're also doing for yourself um right. so that's exactly where I came from too it's actually yeah. going on my own journey and yeah. want to share that with others right 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 so um you know how can somebody who is watching the show who wants to support you or who wants to be a client of yours connect with you uh and also uh how can anybody who is watching connect with you so that they learn more about the work that you are doing uh share with us that uh, a little bit um so my website is www.ashacerese.com that's o s h a c e r e s e um i have a link tree which is in my um instagram bio so it's um instagram.com/ashacerese when you go to the link that gives you access to pretty much everything that I have going on. Um, you can book a discovery call if you would like coaching services. Um, and that's free. It just pretty much goes over where you are and how I can be of support. Um, there's also an application for um, youth enrichment because I also do youth enrichment workshops. So I have annual summer camps for young ladies. Um, I'm getting ready to start rolling out some year-round um, opportunities for the youth. So there's an application there if you're in the Atlanta area to kind of just give me more information about your needs as a parent. If you would like to enroll one of your children, um, your daughters between the ages of nine and 14. And then I also have a few um, digital courses. So I have a um, healing workshop, which is six weeks. And it goes over self-discovery, self-love, and healing. You get the one-on-one um, work with me as well through that program. I have a five-day self-love course. It can be done in five days, but if it takes you a little longer, that's fine too. Um, and that's incorporating the love languages into your self-love practice. And it's also um, doing a little bit of inner child healing work as well and shadow work when it comes to um the blockages that you may have and may be experiencing due to um, certain things that you have had happen in your life that may be blocking you from receiving and giving love. And then I have a six week uh, virtual youth program. So it's a confidence and character building program for youth. And then also I have guided journals. So this guided journal, how to beat single, it will eventually be called uh, One Single Step at a Time, which is the name of the course as well. Um, but this is like the course in a journal. If you cannot afford or you're not ready for the, the actual course or the one-on-one -on -one work, this is where you can do the work on your own self-paced. And then I have the um, guided journal for the youth as well. This is pretty much, um, I would say, appropriate for maybe eight and up, um, eight to preteen some character and confidence building activities in this workbook. 
And um, yeah, so that's the main way to reach me just um, through social media. Uh, unfortunately, my Facebook was hacked, so I don't have access to that right now, but I do have my Instagram. My YouTube is at um, Asha Cerise as well. And on that YouTube, I have vlogs and I have my podcast, the Cool Weirdos podcast that streams on there live on Wednesdays. We're on a break right now. And then I have another YouTube channel that's Damn Near Vegan, which is another one of my brands um, to help you to transition to veganism if you are interested in a plant-based lifestyle. Yeah, that's beautiful. You're doing a lot of work. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> listening, <laughs> yeah, listening to all the wonderful work you do reminds me about your mom, who is an amazing poet, you know, a model, and also an author like you. So I, I didn't know that you're an author. I should have done a better job researching. But um, now that I know, uh, and also now that I, your mom is an author of multiple books, you know, speak to her inspiration to the work that you do. You know, uh, how is she, because you guys collaborate a lot too, uh, just based on what I've been seeing. Can you speak to uh, also, you know, uh, in our culture, in the African culture, and I'm noticing that in the African-American culture, sometime as we grow older, we are we tend to grow apart with our parents, with our siblings, and it's because of what we hear. A lot of people say that, oh, you 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 work with your sibling, you know, and the way they say it, they they make you feel like I should not work with my sibling. You. Right. You, you, you're, you're, you're doing a video with your mom, you know, the way they say it is like, don't do a video with your mom, you know, <laughs> but right. you guys uh, are, are, you know, doing great work together. Speak to how she inspires the work that you do. Uh, and uh, also in a moment, just before you say that, uh, I want to prepare our audience members. Uh, we are wrapping up the show in just a moment. So share your comments if you want a shout out. Let us know your own interpretation of today's proverb. A loose tooth will not rest until it is pulled out. A loose tooth will not rest until it is pulled out. This is from Ethiopia. Go ahead, Asha. Okay, so yes, my mother is my biggest inspiration. Um, you know, just seeing her, I've been watching her um, in her femininity and creativity and in her element since I was a child, you know, seeing her model and being a pageant and um, just seeing her evolution and her on her own healing journey, um, knowing that she has coordinated and created events and fashion shows. These are things that I have done too in my adult life that, you know, she helped inspire, she helped support me on, on those things. And she's my biggest supporter actually, like whatever you know, everybody has their path and their journey and we, we try different things. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, find one direction or focus on one thing. Um, my mom never discourages me for trying different things or being on a different path or, um, you know, whatever it is that I do, she supports it. And um, even with Damn Near Vegan was actually the name that she coined because once I got on my vegan journey, she tried it and she was cooking one day in the kitchen and she's like, I'm damn near vegan. I'm like, hey, I like that name. <laughs> I'm going to use that. And, um, you know, just being a part of my family podcast that was started by my aunt and co-hosted co by my mother, Table Talk Thursdays. Um, it's also brought, brought us all closer as, um, you know, respecting each other as women in those spaces, because yes, we're mother and daughter and aunt and niece and 
cousins, but we are also women that are exploring different aspects of our lives and we're in different parts of our lives and we're made to feel comfortable to share those things with our mothers, me and my cousins who are on there with our mothers. Um, so just seeing my mother evolve and see her in her element still, you know, in the modeling agency for women over 40, she's a wonderful author and writer um, and creative, you know, she's an artist. So she definitely inspires me in everything that I do from just watching her to the support that she provides me. And uh, she'll tell you, you know, when it comes to me giving advice since I was a child, she was one of my first clients. <laughs> she would be, you know, we, we've always been close because I'm the only child. So, you know, she would come to me and, and tell me certain things, which I've always appreciated. It was never too much for a young child to know. It was just like, she always valued my opinion and my insight, which then provided me with confidence because my mom values my opinion and she values my perspective. So, um, yeah, she's a huge inspiration to me. I love that. I love that. It's really important. If you're watching this show today, don't be afraid and don't let somebody talk you out of collaborating with your siblings, uh, uh, you know, attending, attending, uh, a retreat or even a training program with your parents you know doing yoga and playing you know and even going for a walk with your parents a lot of the time we let life uh take us away from each other and it's it's very detrimental and uh you know i i i say that because i live so far away from the rest of my family i live here in america and most of my family physically are in kenya you know and so Whenever I see them physically, we have to reconnect. We have to learn about each other. We have to, you know, uh, we have to deepen our relationship. And if you have, if you're lucky that you are together with your family all the time, hug them, spend time with them, do things with them because uh, it's really, really important. Uh, and uh, I love uh, how Asha and her mom are operating because they're operating as a team. And I just admire that so much. Uh, and um, I just want to also, uh, you know, check in with our audience members. I want to read their comments before we wrap up and uh, also prepare to, sh to share with us any anything, any comment that you have, Asha, that uh, you want to share with me. Is, is there a question or something that you had in mind that you want to speak about that I haven't asked you? I want you to prepare to do that. But for now, I want to take this second to talk about the Madaraka Festival, which is also coming to Atlanta, where Asha is located. Uh, I have been producing this festival for nine years, you know, nine years. Next year will be the 10th anniversary of this festival. And uh, as an African here in America, this is hard work. It's, it's also risky and it's not easy. But I know the value of giving our community a voice and creating a platform for African artists to have their own space because we don't have other spaces. You know, I've been uh, in leadership positions at other bigger festivals than this, and we are not even being given space to perform. So if you believe in African music, if you believe in, in our culture, you should go to madarakafestival.com and learn more. On May 16th, we'll be in Atlanta at Avin Plaza. On May 21st, sorry, sorry, on May 16th, we'll be in New York at Avin Plaza. On May 21st, we will be in Atlanta at Bucket Theater. Uh, that's where my special guest is uh, located in Atlanta. 
and on May 24th we will be in Dallas and May 26th is now the grand finale here in Seattle at Benaroya Hall so make sure you go to madarakafestival.com and get your tickets uh, but also if you want to specifically learn about the venues you know we've really connected with amazing partners for this uh, year's festival and if you go to our website you'll learn more and um, I can't wait to see you there Asha by the way so uh, save the date save the date for May uh, May 21st we will be in your hometown <laughs> anyhow yeah, let me read some of these comments. Uh, I see that Stephen Okoth, who is part of my team in Kenya, has joined us. He's saying this proverb also talks more about the desire to accomplish something, uh, uh, the desire to uh, accomplish something. Until you make a step towards accomplishing your goals, you'd have no rest. Yeah, there's no peace for the wicked or no rest for the wicked, that popular saying. And then uh, my former high school colleague, Ken Abala, has joined us here today. Hey, Abala, thank you for joining us again. I've seen you a few times, and it really means a lot, you know. I remember, uh, I don't know, Asha, if you know, but in Kenya, all students wear uniforms, you know. And in high school, we had a very specific, you know, uh, jacket, you know, suit and tie and trousers. It was a colonial way of educating people. <laughs> But we made friends and, you know, now some of my high school colleagues back home in Kenya are still supporting this show, which I deeply appreciate. And, uh, you know, Ken is saying, I just love the work you do out there, brother. And uh, I, I love this work too, by the way. Uh, and then Ken is also saying that I ask you, Asha, if, uh, if that is your natural hair, because you look pretty in dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah. it is. Nice. Four and a half years locked. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Now, Ken, you got your answer. And then, Cubs, thank you again. Uh, Cubs is saying, good to see you, fam. Cubs is a big supporter and a volunteer who really, really helps make this uh, show possible. I really thank you for all the love and support, Cubs. So, Asha, talk about um, anything that you feel that I did not ask you that you want to address right now. I also wanted to talk about just the fact I, I mentioned it earlier. A lot of the work that I do now is based on, you know, my own life experiences, um, everything really. Um, my youth enrichment program, the confidence and character building is because I was a, a shy child and, you know, um, certain gifts that I had, I was so shy that maybe people didn't realize to pour into those gifts. So those are the things that I like to do with the youth as far as um, pouring into their gifts, encouraging them to express themselves and learning how to affirm themselves at early age, learning how to um, put their own healing journeys, but not necessarily healing because a lot of them don't have anything to heal from yet, but some of them do. Kids go through a lot as well. Um, just giving them the tools that they need to um, be present and be focused and, um, you know, just build themselves up, have high self-esteem. So that's why I created that. The Damn Near Vegan was created based off of my own journey as being a, a Black person, be, becoming vegan and not really knowing where to look. So when I, you know, decided to be vegan, I had to do my own research because there's nobody in my family that's vegan, nobody in my circle. And I just had to do my own research. And of course, as a Black vegan, the first person you're going to run into is Dr. Sabi. So I started, you know, with his uh, Acaline vegan 
uh, guide. And then I went into my own type of lifestyle. Um, so I wanted to provide people with some tools and some guidance and support on that journey because I didn't have it when I started my journey. And it was just like the good, the bad and the ugly. I like to share that with others and support them. And as far as my um, work as a life coach, the things that I have experienced in life, I am a domestic violence survivor. Um, you know, I've had some childhood trauma and things that I've experienced that um, I've had to overcome and overcoming those things and healing and really doing the work. Healing is continuous. So it's not that you don't continue to get triggers or that you don't have your bad days, but having those tools to be able to overcome the things that we've experienced in life. Um, you know, how to heal after those toxic relationships and abusive relationships. A lot of my clients are people that are going through divorce or bad breakups or just have lost themselves within their roles of being a mother or being a wife or, you know, just haven't really had the time to discover who they are. So um, all of these things are really near and dear to my heart because I've either experienced them or I see the women in my family or in my circle or in my life that have experienced these things without any of the support that I provide to my clients. So um, that's why it's so special to me. Um, so that's what I wanted to bring up that I hadn't talked about yet is that the, the information and the services that I put out there are near to me because they come from my own life experience. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Just one last thing for you to say before we, we wrap up the show. Uh, this is the last day of Women's History Month. You know, March is Women's History Month. Uh, just look in your camera and say something to all the wonderful women that uh, have made it possible for all of us to be here today. Oh, yes. Thank you to all of the ancestors and to all of the women who have paved the way to show us that, you know, there are things that we can overcome. There are things that we can do, we can accomplish if we put our minds to it, that we are worthy that we are uh, deserving of beautiful things. And to all the women that don't know that you are worthy and deserving, you are. You know, anything that you wanna accomplish in life, you can. You can start over. There's no, you know, it's never too late. And, um, you know, we are powerful and beautiful um, and we can do anything. And we are, the divine feminine is rising. So, you know, now's the time to um, you know, put your best foot forward and really manifest your dreams. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. And I can't wait to have you on the show again. Have a wonderful weekend and see you in Atlanta at Madaraka yes. Festival. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'll see you then. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Take care. Bye. And thank you to everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello live from Seattle, Washington.